<laughs> I actually want to ask you guys if you understand something that I keep seeing in the news. What 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 is crypto art? Oh my god, my friend has been going crazy about crypto what art. What is going on? <laughs> Hey everybody, just a big disclaimer before we get into it. None of us know anything about crypto. Don't take financial advice from a bunch of idiots on a podcast. Do your own research. Google this shit. Um, but for what it's worth, I'm right, Paul's wrong, uh, and I'm very, very smart, and I read a lot of leather-bound books. So, there you are. <laughs> make Make the right choice. It's basically a signature on the art, right? Because, like, you can do it for video... People have done it for, like, there was something else that I saw. Like, I think, like, the NBA is doing something where they're, like, you can buy highlight. Dude, you can buy highlight clips of players. And I'm, like, why the <laughs> fuck? Why the fuck do I want this? What is this even? What is this? <laughs> and, and like, the troll thing is to be, like, well, I just, like, copy and paste the picture, right? And be, like, well, I just saved you $250. Here you go. Some people get off on owning things, I guess. Sure, sure. Uh-huh. Just because other people can't have it. That makes the well, value, okay, right? okay. So, I, like, I, I think the idea, I think, like, all right, let, let me come from this from the other perspective, defending it. So, the idea is, right, like... <laughs> Come on, can we add? Can we add like Kevin? You have to edit this. Can you add like some sort of a uh, talking head, like Ball, the, the crypto, crypto defender? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I will defend crypto now. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I, like, like the Mona Lisa, right? You got like you mm-hmm. only got one of those. There's only one original Mona Lisa, and that's sure. why, and that's why it's mm-hmm. valuable, right? Mm-hmm. So like digital art, we're in an era where digital art is becoming more popular. Um, I don't know why people don't want to just paint on a piece of paper like we always have. It's always worked, people. <laughs> it's been fine it's for been hundreds fi- of years. It's been fine. It lasts forever. We know it lasts forever. Uh, but no, but like you want to make digital art, right? So it's like this is the piece of art I made and this is the original one. So that like someone, the coolest part, I think you guys will appreciate this. The coolest part that I've heard is like, you can uh, you can make this art and then you attach the crypt you know the crypto component to it so that it has uh-huh. like a, so it has the signature mm. on it and mm. you can set it up this is really cool you can set it up so that uh, and this is not going to be a joke I sound like I'm leading up to like a bit right now I, no, I'm not <laughs> the crypto defender makes no jokes about crypto the crypto defender <laughs> would never joke about crypto uh, uh, the crypto defender will show up if someone tries to steal it that's what's cool about it he will punch you. <laughs> uh, no, so like you could you could set it up so that like every time uh, someone resells your art, like so say someone buys it for two hundred and fifty sure. bucks. Oh god. If they sell it to someone else for five hundred bucks, you can set it up so you get like a five percent return like of that oh money. My god, it's like a multi level marketing scheme version of and reselling then art. They sell oh it god. to five friends and then they sell it to five <laughs> friends. Yeah, so so the idea is things are valuable because people say they're valuable. So right. now crypto art is valuable because people say it's valuable. And this would be fine, like go out and get yours artists. Like making money as an artist is hard. Yeah. This would all be fine and just kind of silly and regular, you know, Bitcoin tech bro garbage. But the fact that cryptocurrency and crypto art use up so much computing power oh, yeah. to stay uh, yeah. running, it's it's like in in having your crypto art up for a day was like 
11 years of having a Ford F-150 idling in your parking lot or something like that. <laughs> you're burning through the miles, right? Also, yeah, yeah, you're you're just you're using up so much like fucking coal and electricity and shit keeping these fucking stupid servers running for something that has no actual value apart from it's a pretty picture. Our, also, our parents know about it now and that's fucking stupid and lame and I hate it. Yeah, yeah. now it's not now it's not right at all. I mean, like, by the way, I, I'm aware that there's got to be at least a couple listeners who are like deep into crypto who we've said 50 things wrong so far oh yeah 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 Yeah, probably well the crypto defender is never wrong (laughs) right crypto defender (laughs) we we stand we stand crypto defender he's he's an important part of our society at this point but i can't get behind that shit because of the environmental impact that's a good counterpoint no one has uh like shown me evidence that they're like that they're trying to make that better at all. So the, the cleaner, the cleaner support model sure seems to be. Hey, listen. Do you like? Do you like my art? I I draw it with boobies on Patreon, and you can get access to it. And you're pledging your patron of the arts, right? And that just seems to work for me. But there's like it's that copy goes out everywhere. What I I keep wrapping my head around is I saw like Renaissance painting from the modern day. Or someone did of like a man holding a clock that I think represented crypto. I don't know. I don't understand art. And the artist and the the album was like, "This is a, a philosopher's the philosopher's stone uh-huh. uh, price seventy two bitcoin." Uh-huh. And I was like, "I think it's free because I just screenshotted it." And I, like, <laughs> like I think I have that art now, and I didn't pay for it. Yeah, it's it's not like the art disappeared. It's so weird. It's just they're selling the concept of ownership, but they're enforcing it. With so much fucking electricity and damage that it's just why here here here'd be a fun idea because I, I if I if I understand blockchain at all right mm-hmm. like Bitcoin mining was essentially you are running you are crunching series of numbers until you discover an unregistered number in the blockchain basically right mm-hmm. like that's yeah. it, if I condense it down to that but like let's say you're mining right but you mine for crypto art so you have this computer algorithm like burning through your video processing card, wasting all this electricity, but it's like found new piece of art. And then it like, we, this is what I found. And your computer just pulls up a random crypto art. You didn't even like search for It's like, Oh, it's Lego Ninjago. Okay, cool. Thanks computer. And then you just look at it and delete it. That'd be kind of, that'd be kind of a fun activity to do. It's kind of like the, the digital version of burning a dollar bill. Right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Just like I found this art for you. Here it is yours. Like, thanks, computer. <laughs> Actually, that would be really fucking cool if my computer could just spit up random art that I own. <laughs> I, I think what you're describing is Google image search. Yeah, just if, if Google could randomly give me art and say that I owned it, I would be into that. Okay, if, if, if the equivalent of I'm feeling lucky button on Google, but it was just you type art and then you own that art. Betty Boop art, please. <laughs> Shit, now I own Betty Boop, I guess. I guess this one was the original drawing of Betty Boop, so I guess I own it. Can't You can't take it with you, crypto kids. You can't <laughs> take that shit with you. you. You know what this would work really well in? This would actually be perfect in, like, Second Life, which we all kind of, I think, have abandoned except for, like, 100 people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm waiting for someone to be like, Second Life is a thriving community. It probably is. I, I wouldn't be surprised. It, pro- it probably is. I would think it is now because of, you know, um, uh, the, the, the covid yeah, you're right. You're right. It probably it probably survived more than even VR chat did. First life sucks right now, so second life is really. <laughs> I want to be back. I want to get into the second life. 
<laughs> when are they going to bring back chat roulette? <laughs> Once they figure out dick dick noticing technology so that it can notice the dicks and oh blur them instantly. Oh my god, yeah. That's what uh-huh. that's the, that's the scientific term, dick noticing technology. Yeah. I have noticed a dick. I really liked chat roulette except for the I can't not see a dick. Like you would see a dick. I, I remember the the height of chat roulette. <laughs> every time. Every time like you would be like I you would have a great time. You would have like a couple like transcendent moments where you talk to someone and have a and like have a real human connection and then the dick uh-huh. would follow it up right after it. Yeah, hey, this is Igor in Australia. Hey, Igor, nice to meet you. Uh, and, and you talk a little bit about Gundam or whatever, and you're like, mm-hmm. this is great. I'm going to bring all my friends in from my college dorm in. Let's try chat roulette again. Okay, it's just dicks now, guys. I promise it wasn't just dicks before. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have a nice chat on chat roulette, and then they brought their dick out? Like, that was all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, they're talking to you, and then they stand up, and they show they've been priming the pump for the entire talk. Oh, and God. you're like, come on, man. We were talking about Ninjago. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize this was getting you off. God damn it. Oh. Guys, I realize there is a little there, there's there's a little uh, glitch, like a little bit of dirt on my book, and I'm rubbing it away now. This this is actually called Crypto of the Cat. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Did RL predict crypto? We don't know who invented crypto, right? Like the dude's anonymous, right? The the first guy. Oh my God! There's hold on, I just rubbed my thing. <laughs> yeah. And where it said RL, it actually says BL. O-C-K, Blockstein. <laughs> His name is Blockstein, guys. <laughs> well, welcome to Goosebuds. Welcome to Goosebuds. We, we jumped we jumped ahead into Goosebuds oh, yeah. 2000. I didn't even think that way. didn't even think about how we have to explain what the hell we're doing today. <laughs> well, I don't even know how to explain what makes Goosebumps different from Goosebumps 2000. Yeah, right. What makes it feel like a millennial Goosebumps? Okay, I do need to ask you this. Did you feel like there was a difference? Because I did. Yeah. I I did a little bit, too. I felt like uh, standards and practices were a little relaxed on this one. I guess. I don't think most Goosebumps books start Goosebumps Mm -hmm, Uh, mm non-millennial. We need another version for it, another term for it. A a boomer Goosebumps. Goosebumps NN. We call these a a, a (laughs) two-spumps? Two-spumps. Two-spumps. I don't think many of them have a cat's head being ripped off and thrown through the air in the first chapter. Shocking. Many shocks in this book. It rules. <laughs> no, uh, it, it's not the response I thought I was going to get from Kevin. This book... Oh, well, okay, I, I'll say this. I read, started reading this book, Crypto of the Cat, uh, yep. prepared for this to be cat slander, and it was. Yes. Yeah. Truly but cat slander. It, it was It was cat slander, and I love I love my little demon meower. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love I love my I love my cri- little crypto cat I have at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... I had a lot of fun in this book. Oh, me too. I thought it was a good time. And I didn't think it was, I think it was right in it's, these are all the disgusting parts of cats it, without being too like dog supremacist-y. See, I, I read, <laughs> I read dog supremacist I read the uh, about RL section at the end of this book, which has a picture of a cat screaming under it that I wanted to tattoo. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I saw that too. Did you know that RL is the most popular author in America? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> That's his bio. He says most popular author. Yeah. Let me read this to you real quick. Please, oh, please. Boy. I'm looking at it too. Because this does set up the fact that RL, I think is a dog supremacist. R.L. Stein <laughs> is the most popular author in America. He is the creator of the Goosebumps, Give Yourself Goosebumps, Fear Street, and Ghost of Fear Street series, among other popular books. He has written nearly 200 scary novels for kids. Bob lives in New York City with his wife, Jane, teenage son, Matt, and dog, Nadine. No That's cat. That's interesting. No cat. Mm. I actually read this one out of a, a physical book. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so did we. What we all we all do that, Kevin. We all don't pirate the Goosebumps. Books. I mean, I mean, we usually read it out of an ebook, right? That we yes. purchase off of Amazon. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. In the back of my book is a, a strangely unused. I'm I'm not sure why the previous owner did not leap on this sweepstakes. The beautiful offer. <laughs> you can. Enter to sail with the stars with R.L. Stein. Of win a vacation to Disney World and sail with R.L. Stein on a sail with the stars Disney cruise, and it has R.L. Stein's oh my God. little dorky head inside of a lifesaver. In the lifesaver, and- that's the best part. <laughs> I'm drowning, he says. I'm from the top of the. I'm drowning in pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we trying? Doing this? We're doing a horrible voice for RL. He does not sound like that. Do we know? Do we know? You know what? He's trying to gouge a smile into his face while his bulging little eyes stare off in the middle distance. Well, he's thinking about having to go on a cruise ship, like and with his with his pale white skin just burning alive, stuck with a Goosebumps fan. This is a writer. This is an inside boy. He does not want to have to go above deck. He wants to stay below decks for sure. He's only there for the tapioca. <laughs> <laughs> the unlimited tapioca. I will get my, my bubbles worth, he says. Unlimited tapioca. I'll have one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, you, you need to you need to mail this in now. I do. I do, because I don't know. I feel like we'd have a lot to talk about. <laughs> What if, like, one of those things where he has to honor it, no one had entered, they thought it was done, 20 years later, Kevin's like, I found this. I I demand a cruise ship. I demand my cruise. Hey, um, can I come? (laughs) (laughs) Can I hang out? I do want to say, we do need to explain what the hell is happening. So we are... uh, quickly approaching the end of the original series the mm-hmm. goosebumps 90s series not the goosebumps we're, so we we're about to hit goosebumps series 2000 aka the goosebumps nimbus 2000 series mm-hmm. and we we wanted to see what's in store for us so we we leaped ahead and we decided to go into the first book of goosebumps 2000 cry of the cat yes and see what it was about uh and turns out it's pretty okay they were so here's what i think here's my here's my theory here's my theory about these books i think that uh they made a ton of money with the original series and i think Mm -hmm. they were busting those shits out right they were they were pumping those things out and i think rl was like all right new series slow it up slow the roll guys i need a little more time because this felt to me like he was like he was writing it a li- at a little bit more of a restrained pace. It did not feel as fluffy as a normal Goosebumps book. Huh. I read on the wiki that uh, this was one of the hardest books for him to write. He I had to do that. a he had to do a bunch of revisions for this one. Really? And later, they're not there aren't many there aren't a whole lot of Goosebumps two thousand books because apparently they're like he 
got fed up with uh, Scholastic. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. They they had a falling out. I they guess. keep giving me notes. They're like, stop ripping off animal heads. <laughs> <laughs> that really hit you, didn't it, Chad? I, it, it's like it's a visceral. It's I, I honestly thought about for this podcast warning, being like, hey, just in case, like. You get squeamish at the ideas of animal death. This one's got a lot of them. But we're all cat boys. We have five cats between us, right? we do. This is a fucked up... Whoa, hold on, do we? Yeah, we do. Uh, You have one. I have two. Paul has three. So we have six Six cats between us. We have six cats between us. Yeah, yeah, we're I and the cat was described looking a lot like my my boy Pickles, who I got. And I was... The imagery was sad for me, so... See... See, I thought uh, from the description and the reference to Tom and Jerry, like the head popping off was to make the death uh, more cartoony. Okay, okay. All right. And that's something I want to talk about. In just a high level talk about this book. I think this is supposed to be funny. I don't think it's supposed to be scary. I did laugh. I, I, I laughed too. I think it is supposed to be like tongue in cheek. Yeah. There are some parts that are legitimately disturbing in a in a good way, mm-hmm. in like a great horror kind of way. Mhm. Mhm. I don't think that the other Goosebumps series ever felt like I always felt like that was an honest sincere attempt to try and scare kids. <laughs> this does not yeah. feel that way to me. This, this feels... was th- this was not I, I don't think. It this had more this like avoided some stuff that than the other books. I feel like the, this is the time of the parents I, I really appreciate it in this one. I think it's the first time I read a Goosebumps book where things start happening to the kids and the parents see it. Yeah. Like, mm. like usually, right, it's the, oh, I, I, my parents were distracted and they look back mm-hmm. and the, my werewolf claws were gone mm-hmm. or they don't hear me because <laughs> they're on the phone. Like, yep. so if, yeah. this is the first time where, you know, jumping to part of this midway through this book, she's got she's got the, the cat curse. Yep. yep. And she's tasting cat fur in her soup. I'm like, ah, oh, she's going to spit it out. And the parents are going to be like, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. No, they are all like, wow, how'd that cat hair get in the soup I just made? That's fucked up. I mean, that that scene was nuts with the cat hair in the soup. And mom tied a lot of her self-worth to that soup. Was really <laughs> was really struggling with that with that moment. Mom slaved all day over that chicken noodle soup. <laughs> she, well, she she put a lot of love into that chicken noodle soup. <laughs> that, she it, it took a long time to open up that Chef Boyardee, guys. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I think we should set up the general like the, the weird part about this book is it's kind of one note until about the halfway point where it just veers cra- into crazy town. Oh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful deer. Uh, I we're following what's what's her name Anna Al- Allison. Allison. Allison, thank you. Um, Allison Moore and her brother Tanner Moore. Oh, I just—I had a nice friend in high school named Allison Moore. I should send that to her and be like, "Hey, this is you." Um, <laughs> hey, I read this book about you. I read this book about you. <laughs> like I, Allison just kind of stumbles into this one in a way that I—I I found really interesting. Of like, she's minding her own business. She has a little brother, Tanner, who she is sweet to, very sweet. To. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was nice to see. That was it was nice to see a nice brother sister relationship. I'm telling you, there was like something clicked in RL that he like he just changed some of the thing. Like I he put the number two thousand on there, and he was like, "This is a new millennium. (laughs) It's a new age. New age, new me." You know, and he was like, he, he like there's positivity between the family members. Like like Tanner is kind of annoying to Allison, and she's like, "I love that little guy." I fucking love yeah. that yeah, little guy. Yeah, like everyone in town loves my little brother. I just want to squeeze his cheeks. He, he likes is, to watch scary movies. He is a cute yeah. little bumpus, and I love him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I I totally, by the way, believe because uh, I read that same thing, Kevin, on the wiki about the the multiple drafts of this book. I Tanner had to have been important in one of them because right now he's like he's not he doesn't do anything in the book, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, he, yeah, he sets up a jump scare at one point, and otherwise he just goes about his life. Mm-hmm. I I think this book was very much designed by list like he had a list of beats he wanted to hit mm-hmm. uh in this book and he said that the inciting incident seems a little random it does Chad. it does it does um, it's incredibly random because it's a black cat crossing her path that's the oh i didn't uh, think it was a black cat it's bad I thought it was, luck i thought he it, was gray though he's huh. gray but like if, I know, if I a see. cat yeah, if a cat cro- if a black cat crosses your path, it's bad luck. The inciting incident is just bad luck. It is shit. That's luck. cat slander. That's yeah. cat libel. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, I agree. Like the thing is, like this cat uh, is accidentally killed by by Allison, and we'll get to that. And then yeah. that gives him carte blanche to to fuck her life up. Yeah, <laughs> a- Allison, uh, who is a theater kid uh, with her attractive, funny, and nice friend, Ryan, who is also a theater kid. Man who will be president someday is how I took that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, he's funny, and he, he's, he's good looking, and he knows it. But he's also really nice and charming and funny. I'm like, okay, perfect person. Got it. <laughs> there's there's a lot of hair in this book. Like, when, when we meet Ryan, he's combing his hair while sitting on his bike. Mm. Um, when we get mm-hmm. descriptions of any character, the hair is always mentioned. Yeah. So lo- yep. A lot ringlets. of hair. Ca- uh, what was it? Carolyn is the girl? Crystal. 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 And her ringlets of hair on her shoulders. That's right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Foreshadowing, yep. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Allison is also described as kind of witchy. Like, she's got, mm. bl- she's got black hair, and she says her nose is longer than she'd like it to be. Oh, I never did pick up on that. I was like, I wonder if we're going in a witch angle for this, but mm-hmm. but that didn't that proved to be just sort of a red herring, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the I think the thematicness of it is nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, so the our our, our theater kids uh, are performing in a play called "The Princess and the Jewel Thief," mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is written by their drama teacher, Mister Keens, who is described as a chubby owl. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's that's an RLism that he ca- he carried through. Is yeah. picking an adult or a human uh, or, or a, humans or adults? An adult, uh, an adult human? No, an adult or a child. I guess he does it with children too. But like picking one animal and just assigning all of their qualities to being like yeah. that animal. I'd much rather take that than just what he used to do, which was like he wore a brown shirt with blue jeans and mm-hmm. sneakers. Mm-hmm. Like just like yeah. I don't care. I don't care what clothes he's wearing. That kind of thing. Right. Uh, yeah, Mr. Keynes gets like uh, a a paragraph of description, and then RL gets frustrated with himself. He's like an owl. He's just an owl. He does owl. Thing. He's a fucking owl. He hoots he's a sometimes. Owl man. <laughs> and then we hear about his chubby hands and pudgy fingers for the rest of the mm-hmm. book. By the way, I thought his like original play because I I went to a school where our music Broadway you know school teacher never did an original. It was always like we're gonna do last night at Ballyhoo. Mm-hmm. on the right, roof. right. I would love to have done an original local play written by a high school teacher. I always think it's so funny when a TV show or a book has the the teacher doing their original play because it's such a funny ego centric thing to do. Yeah, yeah. To be like children who have no choice in the matter perform my art. <laughs> let, let me let me tell you guys something. As coming from a a, yes. a kid with a theater background uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> at yes. my school, you do not want to be 
in a high school theater director's self-written play. Oh. <laughs> Which ones were you in, Kevin? Can you share any of the, the synopses or, or premises of these? Um, I I won't because they honestly aren't even very funny, but I was in a few productions that, looking back, were horrible ideas for uh, a group of uh, white kids in Massachusetts to do. Mm-hmm. Like... We did. We did Miss Saigon with barely any Asian kids. <laughs> we did. This sounds like this sounds like in Rushmore when he does fucking Apocalypse oh Now. Oh my it's god! I yeah, love that part of Rushmore. <laughs> um, and I also worked at a theater camp in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I driving driving the van and helping out with the uh, set build and stuff like that. God, Kevin, you were cool. <laughs> As I read this book, I thought about you a lot, Kevin, because it was theater kids. And Chad, did you do theater stuff? You, I feel like you yeah, did I too. Yeah, I did a little bit. I was I was in show choir. That was my uh, okay, okay. That was my high school major contribution to the arts. I was uh, thinking that both of you had some stage experience. So I was thinking of both of you, and I was like, I can't relate to any of this because I didn't do any of these things, and I never killed a cat either. I yeah yeah. I thought I don't know about you, Kevin. There's a part like I feel like we could we could just get to the part where they're doing this play, right? This is a rehearsal throughout the the book. It doesn't really have anything to do with the arc of the character, you know? It's just but like there a, is there setting. is one very funny scene during the one, rehearsal. Yeah, one very funny scene. One of the many cat attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Where... Oh, well, that scene's funny too. But the there's another scene post the first cat attack that I. Oh, you're right. Well, like, this it, essentially after she runs over a cat and a head goes flying off which it didn't yeah this thing kicks off with some serious <laughs> serious some imagery, moments. serious moments just riding her bike la 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 gonna go kiss the the boy probably during mm-hmm. the play it's not even mentioned that's me just inserting that and then a van almost hits the most an astro van a giant astro van i'm gonna just assume mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. the largest van allowed without a cdl license uh <laughs> Uh, I just realized I said CDL license, which is like an ATM machine. Um, so uh, oh. I know, I know, I did it. I fucking did it, and I hate it. Uh, and yeah, she she swerves out of the way, and a fucking cat dashes across, and she runs over it, and like you said, its head pops off. Yeah. Uh, its head like pops soaring off. Soaring through the air, landing on the ground, seeing it disconnected from the shoulders. And then she yep. crashes her bike, and then the first thing she does is run to the dead body. I don't know about you guys. But if I killed or was around an animal that was killed, staying away from the body because one, gross; two, guilt; three, yep. probably disease. I just automatically assume disease, and I want—I don't want to be around that. But like mm-hmm. Allison is compelled to wrap the cat in a jacket and bring it to an abandoned-looking, weird-ass house full of oh, cats yeah, that yeah. has the door open. And they're like, "I bet it's from there." Uh, doors answered by Crystal, just a girl, just a fuck it, this a girl that should be about her age, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, or they say Crystal looks about twelve. Yeah, seems yeah. a little younger. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and she's like, "Oh my god, it's Rip! Oh my god, you killed Rip!" And she like slams the door <laughs> and and runs away. It's great because like, yeah, she. Uh, well, well, here's the thing, it, you know. You, you think that head pops off, right? Just to back yeah. a little bit on this. The head pops off. So in we're trained by Goosebumps to be like, okay, next chapter begins. The head didn't pop off. The kid just imagined it or some other cliffhanger thing. No. R.L. sticks with dead cat. He lets the, kid, the cat stay dead 
for two mm-hmm. chapters and it's mm-hmm. dead like picking it up head lolling it's fucking tongue drops out of its mouth yeah, yeah. It's, i probably it's if per- i was her i probably wouldn't have taken the cat to the door and then immediately showed the dead body yeah to the right girl. yeah here's the here's your pet that i've murdered uh here take a look at it here's its lolling dead head that you can <laughs> yeah, look I at i probably would have done that yeah we we learned the cat's name is rip and uh he's described as having a purple forked tongue which is metal as hell oh my god i didn't read i missed that part for some, that detail. I don't know why I missed that. He's got like a demon snake tongue. What? <laughs> well, oh. I, I, God, that's such a. This is an interesting where Rip's origins being this special cat is not mm-hmm. really explained, and I guess that leads into good horror, right? Just it's a special cat. He's just evil. He's just an evil cat that was maybe maybe experimented on. Yeah, she's holding the cat, the dead cat, right? And mm. and she's holding its dead body, and she shows it to to Crystal, and Crystal is like, "Oh my God, it's Rip!" And then Rip is like, <laughs> and like reemerges from the dead and runs yeah. off to the side of the house. She's like, "It's fucking Rip! I gotta get out of here!" Shit! And she like yeah. and she slams the door, <laughs> and, and we're just and we're just supposed to let that lie at that point. We're just yeah. supposed to accept that and move on. She says, "Poor mom," which I now kind of realize maybe that means Rip's gonna go attack the mom again i love the the capitalization of mom in this oh yeah like that's very ominous mom mom <laughs> mom welcome to the family son it's got that kind of vibe for it yeah yeah so we're trying to get to the second cat death yeah in, sorry in this book uh yeah I, so... just, I just had to i just had to bring up the like the fact that rl really drags out that first cat death and i'm like are yeah. we just gonna deal with cat death like is this just gonna be like a heavy ass book about cat death like and it is but in a different way I, but then he brings it back to life we get the twist there it is yeah the so uh rip follows allison to uh <laughs> the the rehearsal and uh jumps out of a cupboard to attack her mm-hmm. and then skitters out onto the stage and one of the crew drops a fucking heavy stone thrown yes. on him <laughs> squashing him dead well uh, yes okay the detail kevin sorry I, I just the the comic most comical part about it is i th- i thought she like allison goes to a cabinet on the stage and opens it and rips just in there and just jumps out oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's great and scares the shit out of her and it's that's great and then the kids start fucking cracking wise about killing a cat one kid screams roadkill which is what <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is not only incorrect, but also a stupid I, thing to yell. I I took that in sort of like um like a stoner sort of way, like like oh uh, roadkill, bro. Yeah, okay, bummer, all right, man. Yeah, okay. You should have added a bummer. That would have been great. <laughs> and then, but then one of the girls in the class is like, "Shut up, that's disgusting." And she's like, "I gotta get out of here. I'm gonna puke." And she runs out. And and then the meanwhile, the choir director, I keep calling the choir director, the play director is like. Well, let's just keep moving on. Uh, like I think he yeah. maybe dismisses them finally, but it takes a while. One one thing having one thing I thought was a little off uh, that uh, RL maybe should have checked with a teacher before turning in his work. <laughs> uh, Mister Keens points out Allison's bruise. Yeah, uh-huh. and it's like, uh-huh. how'd you do that to yourself? And I'm like. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh huh. Maybe maybe it was different like back in the two thousands. But when I worked at a theater camp, like we were told to look out for bruises. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that seemed like that seemed like a red flag situation for Mister Key. Yeah. That's a really good point, Kevin. Also, you reminded me of uh, something that I had noticed when we were reading through this. Of what's what's the best friend, the handsome, perfect boy, Steve? Ryan. 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 Thank you. I'm so bad with names. Ryan. Ryan. 
uh, you know, when they first, the first cat death, Ryan's mm-hmm. like, well, we can't be late to play practice. I'm going to go on ahead and tell them why we're late. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. and then the next scene is everyone grilling Allison about like, where were you? Why were you late? I'm like, <laughs> did Ryan just like fucking throw you under yeah, the bus? Yeah, man, and he just, didn't like, stick up with her for her. Yeah, like he, it feels like Ryan just showed up to where he's like, I don't know where Allison is. Maybe we should get rid of her. <laughs> like, like I feel like he just sabotaged. Oh, her you think that you think this is politics? You think there's some secret like backroom co- uh, chorus politics going on here? <laughs> don't put this on perfect, beautiful, Ryan. beautiful Ryan. <laughs> I blame that Freddie Weiner kid. Yeah, it's Freddie. Freddie is fucked up, man. Freddie. Starts cracking wise right after they murder a cat about cat yeah. stuff. And after, right after she said she's murdered this cat twice, he starts cracking wise. Yeah, then he also <laughs> pretends like to scratch her as she's leaving, right? Yeah, like, he's being real fucked up. Fuck Freddy. I hate Freddy. Fre- fuck Freddy. I agree. And at this point, at this point, the book is one about a girl who continually kills cats, which is fucked up. <laughs> and and two, and two being haunted by a cat, which I think sounds great to have a immortal cat that's going to keep hanging out with you. Awesome. I I thought at this point we were going to kill the cat nine times in this book. Same. Yes. Yes. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think. That might have been scrapped <laughs> from an earlier. They draft. kind of fast forward through that a little bit. One of the drafts the Scholastic sent back was like, "RL, not only are there nine cat deaths, there are thirty cat deaths in this book." <laughs> yeah. Do you think I, I really hate cats? Uh, do you do you think maybe we don't need all of them? They're all important. They're all important. <laughs> they're all. They're I'm just I'm just glad cats aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, <laughs> oh, don't tell Ariel. After this first attack, the second, sorry, second attack. If you want to consider this yeah. the second attack, uh, yeah. Uh, Allison goes home for dinner, and her mom has cooked a beautiful chicken noodle soup that she has worked on <laughs> all day. Really selling the soup. What? <laughs> it, this objectively, guys, chicken noodle is she, the worst soup. Objectively, she made it. She made it extra bland, just how RL likes it. <laughs> Take all the ingredients out. Just give me the broth. I made sure that not a drop of butter hit this soup. There is no flavor in here. You can't tell the chicken from the noodle. It's it's the same texture. It's all throughout. one texture. There's wet and there's noodle. That's all you get. It's a it's the worst soup. It's the fucking worst soup. And like I'm sitting here like chicken noodle soup is one extra not difficult step away from matzo ball soup, which is a considerably better soup than chicken noodle. Well, I think there's some I think there's some punch up you can do a chicken noodle soup to make it worthwhile, like using uh, dark meat and oh, yeah, sure. uh, swapping out your noodles for some tortellini. Uh, yeah, put some add a little cheese in there. Yeah, come on. Yeah, get, get real. Let's get real. I'll be honest, guys. Mm. I'm just going to put this on the podcast officially. Like, OK, I never really liked soup. I think all soups pretty bad. I'll say I'll say this uh, uh, watery soup, brothy soup, meh, stew, delicious. Yeah, I think that's what my thing is. I I think every time I'm making a soup or having a soup, I'm like, can we just take less of the water out of this and more ingredients? And next thing you know, I just have a burrito bowl. Yeah, like, just, yeah. Chad, but what about what about ramen? Oh, dude, I'll get down on some ramen. Okay, I yeah, will get down yeah. On some ramen. Yeah, ramen is different because there's a whole other la- there's a co- different component to that. Like there's a meat like 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 you yeah. said there's a there's a burrito bowl worth of food inside of the to soup. To me, yeah. at that point, the the broth or the ramen the ramen broth is like an after meal treat right right you've had right. all the delicious yeah. things in it now you get to just gulp down that whole bowl like a right. dragon ball fighter right i i would agree with you there but i've like sort of updated my soup tech to be more ramen-y 
I don't make a lot of soup, but I do make a lot of ramen these days. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Ramen you, yeah, ramen yeah. is fine. Ramen gets a pass. But American soups, chicken noodle. Mom is really into this. And every time someone has something bad to say about it, she's like, I worked on this soup so hard. And she's, <laughs> she's getting so upset. I mean, if she, if she like boiled the bones and made the stock herself, then yeah, I'd be pissed too. That's that true. Talk, talking about how good my soup is. But. She, but she, as pissed as she is, she doesn't really give more than a second thought to the fur and the soup. Like, yeah, yeah. So, yep, right. so Allison is eating the soup, takes a bite, and all of a sudden, her mouth is filled with with cat hair. Yeah, and and the great. brothers too, right? I think like uh, I think he's his was just hot, and he was afraid to eat it. I I I, th- I think somehow like because I don't think the cat like I think the cat is doing magic here. I think mm-hmm. this is part of his curse. Yes, is the 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 soup is turning to furry ash in her mouth. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. That's, one, of the that's curse. what I was wondering. I at, thir- at first I thought maybe her mouth was growing fur inside of it because like Ugh. based on the mechanics of how the this this rip curse works, it's very it's not I don't know where this fits in. But yeah, th- this is like this is almost like a like a witch's curse, like turning like yeah. you're eating some food and then you're like, "Oh no, it's blood and other gross stuff." Ah, uh, you know? yeah. Yeah. The the scene isn't really about. It's more about like all of the physical sensations of how of how like gross it would be to have a mouthful of like <laughs> undigestible hair, uh-huh. and we get we get the reverse of that scene pretty pretty soon. Yes, too. yes. Well, well. So like, I do want to say that uh, Chad, to your point, this is a great scene of where in a typical Goosebumps book, the like she would have been like, oh, and like spilled the soup all over the ground, and then her mom would have been like, and then it would have scattered everywhere, and the, they wouldn't have been able to see the fur, and the mom would have been like, you spilled my perfectly good soup, and then and then uh-huh. they would have been, you go to your room, you know, and gotten in trouble or something like that. We get a version of that in the next scare, which is the cat head in a bag. We do, which is a great, this was a great, great goof. I thought it was a great goof. Yeah. I want it, like, I would love to watch the visual version of this. Oh, we gotta talk about the TV show, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I haven't watched I hope that they did the scene beat for beat as to how it plays out. So, like, they're at lunch the next day, her and Ryan, and she's like, mm-hmm. I can't eat my lunch. I'm so scared. I'm so scared that it's gonna be cat food, cat fur again, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. she she opens up the lunch, cliffhanger, <gasps> gasps, next chapter oh i accidentally opened your lunch ryan and that was the fucking gasp right like that was the fucking the the horrible thing she saw and then she opens up her bag and there's a fucking cat head in it which is that was great objectively hilarious objectively hilarious thing that happened but then it's gone again so i guess that one was a vision We, we, we don't know the rules of rip that well it, right. It's part of the curse. Like he Rip is a magic cat. Like he's a he's a witch. Right. But he might be but he might be science magic. We don't know. Yeah. Yet. Or or science tapping into dark magic. I could not. Okay. Tell. So, oh, you're right. Science encountering magic. Yes. We mm-hmm. we uh we played God and we got a, a bad meow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One bad meow miss. If I titled this book, it would be called Bad Meow instead meow. of Crab the Cat. <laughs> uh what what happened? I mean, there's next is a couple series of more cat deaths, including my favorite one of her 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 going home and yep. discovering that oh we have not mentioned that Allison is obsessed with mice like yeah she's a mice. mouse mm-hmm. she's a little mouse collection which is is it's cute I think it's something a kid in the 2000s would have maybe not as like laser focused as just mice right but. right a kid at least had the Tetley T ceramic animal collection you know what I'm talking about <laughs> I don't know that one the Tetley T 
Yeah, Tetley Tea had like a thing where if you bought a box of Tetley Tea, they would have like a little ceramic animal in it. That you Aww. Get. It was cute. <laughs> That's a very adult thing for you to be into at a time. It call. was cute. Call. It was really cute. I've wanted them all the time. I can only get one one animal per box though, and like it's like fucking four hundred things of tea in it. So, <laughs> so it's like Beanie Babies collectibles with tea. That's smart. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she has she has these mice, and she comes home and finds a, like someone put the mice in all of these weird places. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is sort of where we're about to take a turn here. Yes, uh-huh. like um, so she puts the mice back. She goes to sleep, and she wakes up, and a rip is on her face, choking her. With his fur. That's a real cat thing. And I, this is a thing, Chad, you're right. This is a thing that cats do. And I thought this was adorable. Uh-huh. But, but also it was like, it, it was a little, um, suffocating is a, is a, is a real fear. Like it's a real, yeah. it's staffing into a real fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never felt that way with a cat on my face, but I guess this is an evil cat. Yeah. When I wake up and I'm like, oh, Marvel's sitting on my head. Oh, also maybe get your butthole <laughs> off my forehead, but oh, like I'm, yeah, I'm like, not mad. <laughs> They're never yeah. they're never in full wrap around your head with claws in the back of your skull though. Like this is happening. No. Like, what's happening? Yeah. Now? I'm I'm surprised that uh RL like scarcely mentions Rip's butthole at all in this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's never disturbed by his exposed butthole, which is one of the most disturbing things about cats, and I love cats. <laughs> like his like his butthole was just like an eye that stared back. <laughs> like a doll's eye. Like a doll's eye. Like a doll's eye. <laughs> What kind of dolls do you have, RL? <laughs> the fuck, man? <laughs> this, so, this was the funniest death to me because it's described as as she's freaking out and getting rip off, she just picks up Rip and throws him out an open window. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. She just flings him and she hears like a thud, like a loud thud. Like, like the dog from There's Something About Mary just right yes. out the window and you yes. look down and see Rip's, this, this Rip's splayed body like a crime scene. So so unless this was like a three-story house, that cat would be fine. I do. Like, it's a two-story house. She even says that and I thought the exact yeah. same thing, Kevin. I was like, that cat was going to land and run the fuck they, up. Or they they should have done the Halloween thing where the first time she looks out, he's on the ground. Oh, Oh my god. Rip is gone. <laughs> maybe she, maybe she put like a huge spiral on on him as she threw yeah, him. Like she all right. distance. She yeah, she she threw she threw a little English on that cat. He couldn't recover from it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Allison whips the cat out the window, which I've I gotta know if that is a scene. I was thinking that I again. I was like, if they did this scene by scene, like that is fucking hilarious. That had to be. Yeah, like, you had to put that in there. Right? I'm gonna guess not because it's repeat. I mean, just knowing that nowadays standards. Oh is like yeah, a repeatable behavior. You can't do it. Yeah. But also, it was the '90s, and it was a different time. So it maybe. was Canada. It was Canada, and they didn't have any. It was rules Canada. There. Canada. They're just talking, yeah. throwing cats all the time. It's part mm-hmm. of their national pastime. I just hope they use like the stock cat sound effects. Meow, meow, yeah, she throws it out and she goes out to examine the dead body for the third time, which she loves yep. doing. She's there's something surprised she doesn't start taking pictures of him. She's she goes out and she examines the body and Rip jumps up and scratches the shit out of her leg, but blood doesn't come out. She has like a glowing white aura appearing on her leg. That was well we get a lot of like I thought we had some battle damage here. Yeah. 
Um, I was like, oh shit, one of these kids finally got cut. Mm-hmm. Like, they fucked around and they finally found out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I was a little disappointed when it was like a glowing wound. Right. But then things go crazy because now it's cat werewolf time. Uh huh. Once it became werecat book, like, I was like, I think we were talking about this. We were briefly making a little, like, vague you know notes in our in our yeah. discord chat while we, while we were reading and i like up to this point i was kind of like Meh. and then i was like oh uh, okay i was a little disappointed by the sudden change but it did it did get better it did get better yes oh wait but and i i was like like i was saying i was hot and cold at the moment i was like this is better but then like there's a scene so i think this happens and then she's practicing at uh, at she's at practice or rehearsal again, right? Uh-huh. And the, mm-hmm. it starts off with a very weird scene of her licking the back of her hands like a cat, cleaning herself. Yeah. And her friends are like, "What are you doing? What the fuck?" I mean, kids just do that. Kids just act like cats. Like, yeah. <laughs> also, like drama kids. Yeah, come on, yeah. Yes. Kids are weird. <laughs> yeah, like you can play that off. Like, yeah, Allison can play that off. She also ate like three cans of tuna for breakfast. That's right. That's right. In the morning, without even realizing. And her mom it, got upset, is... and I was like, "Maybe she's bodybuilding, dude. Like, get off, yeah. get off her back. Like, she's making some changes, some healthy life changes." Fish for breakfast is perfectly awesome and fine. Yeah, you might get mercury poisoning if you <laughs> mercury poisoning if you do that every day, but you know, be careful. But yeah. she does that, and then there's this this fated uh, balcony scene that she's going to perform. And it, the mm-hmm. way it's done is they build a balcony on a ladder, and she's going to climb up the ladder and then stand there and deliver her lines. She gets up, mm-hmm. but then a woman or a girl comes in and is like, hey, uh, your mom called. You got to come right away. Talk to her on the phone. Hurry up. Get out. And then oh, she's up. Sorry. Yeah. Can I just can – I, this is a really important – not an important yes. detail, but I wanted to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Let's hear the, it. The reason – the mother's call that happens after this, mm-hmm. the reason mm-hmm. the mom called is so unrelated yeah. to the plot, but it sounds – something happened with their grandmother that they can't talk about over the phone, and they need to leave, and you need to come home in the middle of the day to take care of your son? I think, I think it's – we have to understand, and we have to agree. We all agree, right? Aunt Emma, who the, was the issue – was a gangster mm. and and there was some sort of Rico crime, you know, that they were involved in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That they couldn't talk about on the on a line that people were listening in on. That's what happened. Yeah, right? someone's bleeding out in the alley or something. Okay. Like it's just it was just this like big extra attention to a plot that's not about the book, but like something's going on with the parents. There's like a whole other story. Yeah, their their like heroin cartel that they were running, some someone got caught. Someone snitched. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry I, just, I needed to call attention to that like that went nowhere no okay, that was that was weird <laughs> so when when allison is asked to the principal's office i guess to answer the phone call she leaps off of the ladder and lands hard on her hands on her and hands knees. and knees a classic <laughs> line used to great oh. effect used for the first time in this book and not the last, there are three other no. landing cards in this book. And I got to say, I was cracking up when I think, again, objectively funny that she leaps off hands yep. and feet first like a yep. cat and lands on them. <laughs> the, I got to show you the image from the TV show and I'll we'll retweet it too. There's an image of her jumping off that is so fucking funny. Did you watch the episode? No, but I went through the, uh, the wiki page of the episode okay. to look through okay. images of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll send it to you. <laughs> I gotta say, and we'll retweet all of these. I like, knew. it's just like it probably was just a dummy, mm-hmm. but it looks like they just threw a dummy off of like a thirty-story building. <laughs> <laughs> like that person from the shot that they showed, that person is dead. Yeah, that's that person is planked out. 
<laughs> full belly flop into the ground. What is this? An, an image for ants? <laughs> I know. I know. It's so small. Blame the wiki. It's 480p. All right. We couldn't get anything bigger than that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that probably the most horrifying part of the book, honestly, because it just everyone sees it, right? It describes how like all of the kids scream, they mm-hmm, yell like yeah. all nine one one. Uh huh. Uh, like the the director is like, well, this is gonna really put a problem in my play. Mm-hmm. And in in the, back, in the back of his head, he's like, this is my Lost in La Mancha. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, she and she just runs off because she's like, fuck, they found out about the H cartel. Her whole family's gonna go down, and she runs to the. <laughs> There's a there's a lot of pressure on her to be normal, which mm-hmm. I feel like is a good it's a good insight into like being that middle school like teenage age where right. you don't want to call attention to yourself, you just want to be uh there's like a there's like a, a line that uh kids spend their entire childhood trying to fit in and adults spend their entire adulthood trying to stand out. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I feel like the 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 urge to fit in and to not like have anyone think you're weird is very good insight into being a kid. Yeah, definitely. I think this book hits yeah. that very well. But but she fails spectacularly, and then she horks up a hairball <laughs> when she's watching uh, what's his face Tanner. Tanner. What a two thousands ass name, Tanner. Tanner, Tanner definitely. Tanner. Tanner definitely wrote a book about uh, pickup artist people at some point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your reference point for two thousands. <laughs> Yeah, Tanner's all right now, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Tanner's, Tanner's like writing online about establishing keto. Yeah, he's a keto boy. He, he's a keto boy. Uh, so, so she, she vomits this and she's like, I got to figure out what's going on. And she decides to run to Crystal's house. And she runs to Crystal's house. And Crystal tells her that Rip has uh, nine lives. And because mm-hmm. he's on his last life, she tells him that she killed him three times. And yep. she's like, "Oh no, he's used eight of his lives. He's he now he's going to be serious. Kind of video gaming, very video gaming. Yeah, this yeah. is the final boss moment. We're at final boss. Yeah. So she's like, I, how the fuck does she even get to the graveyard? I don't even know what the fuck happens that causes oh, her to. Oh yeah, get- she's like wanders into it. I feel like so. So a lot of the back half of the horror of this book is how she's compelled yes. to do all these things yes. that she doesn't understand. Yeah, like, that's right. She's the tuna without noticing it. She jumps off the ladder not knowing why. And suddenly she is compelled, like drawn to, she like runs past Ryan who follows her into the pet cemetery. Uh, it's, and and let, let me say, it is not the pet cemetery. It is the pet graveyard. It's very different from a pet cemetery. Uh, it's nothing uh, like he a knew pet. He couldn't just outright say pet cemetery I was, probably. I, I was really because when I started reading this book, I was like, "This is Pet Cemetery," and then, <laughs> and then they got to the pet graveyard, and I was cracking up about that. This had like one of the best. Le- I I I stopped reading, and I went, "Oh no!" when when I read this. So uh, Ryan is reading out the names of the 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 different graves in the mm-hmm. yard, and uh-huh. Allison makes her way over to a grave without a name. It mm-hmm. just says. Mm-hmm. Rip, rest in peace. Uh huh. Oh he my was, god, I didn't even think about uh-huh. that. He didn't uh-huh. have a name because he was a test subject. Oh my god, it's all coming together. Yeah, that yeah. was a like. Uh, also, it didn't help that halfway through the book, my version kept having his name be Kip. Yes, so I was, yeah. so <laughs> the name wasn't hitting for me. <laughs> uh, mine did that too. 
That's fucking wild. Dude, that's fucking beautiful. And she finds this graveyard grave and she decides to dig it up to dis- to defile she's going to defile with her the hands. Grave. With her with her hands like she's a fucking HP Lovecraft yeah, character. Yeah. It's fucking it's wild. If, when you're cursed, when you're cursed, you do not defile the grave of your cursor. You do not do that. Yeah, and this wasn't like Charlotte or the girl said, like, Christy, God, I am so sorry. What You're is getting her name? There. Crystal, you got a mixture Crystal, of them. <laughs> Crystal. I always get the first letter. And yeah. then, and, like, it's not like Crystal would be like, you must find his origin, his original form. It's right. Like, no, she's just compelled to start digging. Right, right. And Ryan's yeah. watching her, and he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, you're disgusting to me. And and <laughs> this is the line I wrote down, Paul. I had to see the cat's bones. Oh, I didn't write that one down. <laughs> I wrote another line because she had to see the cat's bones. I I had to see the cat's bones is a fucking chilling line. Yeah. That's beautiful. I my line that I wrote down, which comes up soon, uh, is a little more accidentally sexual, which I thought was really funny. Uh, (laughs) so she she does see the cat's bones. Actually she doesn't see its bones. She sees its its full body, which emerges from for some reason is in the grave buried. Uh, Yeah. I guess Rare. I guess I guess he keeps jumping out of the ground every time. Cats can cats can shadow teleport. It's, that's sure, fine. sure, yeah. It's dark teleportation is what it's doing. Uh-huh. And it it emerges from the from the box, jumps on her face, and I wrote this quote down. But his hot furry body covered my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah, just... gonna show up. That's gonna show up later. First, there, <laughs> some, there's some there's some good stuff. Like, I got some good quotes later too about this stuff. And then this is great. The cry of the cat happens. This is where cry of the cat happens. Mm. He like rears back and goes meow and summons a cat army of the damned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty rad. The Dunedane cat has has, <laughs> has Paul, brought the cat up. The cat Paul, army. Up. I I said to myself, Kevin, you know there's a Lord of the Rings reference there. I know. And, <laughs> You can't do this to the Goosebuds listener. You can't bring up the Dunedain. You can't but we say, did. But we did. You can't say that Rip is Cat Aragorn. You can't do it. You can't. I did it. It was me. It's okay. Paul, I had the exact same thought of it the cat was- ghost he has returned. He has returned. <laughs> he has returned. Oh my god! Oh, they when they get to the they got to the pet cemetery. There was a sign that's like "Ours, the way is shut." <laughs> <laughs> well, well, this makes no sense. <laughs> a, a Tanner will enter while an Allison remains outside. <laughs> there it is. There it is. We're getting deep. We're getting deep into it. Oh. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh yeah, so like Ghost Cat Army. It's fucking dope. The Ghost Cat Army shows up and oh my they God, start it's they so fuck, cool. It this is a legit and this is what you were saying, Kevin. Like yeah. this is where this Goosebumps 2000 feels like a new regime. A new era has begun. <laughs> yeah. Because this is some fucking real ass horror. Yeah. That unfolds When the here. ghosts make a, a hurricane of yes. mm-hmm. ghosts and dirt, and she can't get through it, much yeah. like the ghosts from Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yes, it is very uh, similar yep, to that. Yep. <laughs> I was like, this is some crazy shit for these kids to deal with. Mm-hmm. Like, RL is following the rule of cool here. Like, yeah. a lot of this book doesn't make sense, 
but it is still like thematically cool and creepy. Like right. how did the hair get into uh, uh, Allison's mouth in the soup? Doesn't matter. It's creepy. How did <laughs> Rip get into the coffin and bury himself and to emerge out? It doesn't matter. It's creepy. It's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. He just goes for it. I, I love no fucks RL. <laughs> I, that, and again, that's what I'm saying. I feel like there, I feel like there were some gloves on. In mm-hmm. the original series, and this mm-hmm. vibe I'm getting is that he, he that he was like, I gotta be able to do what I want, guys. I'm not. I'm not. I will do. All right, I'll do the Disney Cruise, but you gotta let me do what I want in the 2000 series. <laughs> I'll I'll do the Disney Cruise, but the the cat's head popping off is back in the book. That's it's non. It's non negotiable. <laughs> <laughs> and this cat ghost tornado army of the damned thing in the pet cemetery mm-hmm. is not even the creepiest part of nope. the book. That's no, coming no. out. No. <laughs> Allison runs back to Crystal's house to mm-hmm. be like, mm-hmm. uh, the, the the situation has advanced considerably. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, I'm bringing the party to you, she says. Yeah. <laughs> and Crystal hugs her this time, mm-hmm. brings her in close and says, don't worry. Mom will take care of it. Their mom, cheeks touch. Capital M mom. Mom, capital M mom. Like the fact that this is the only like I thought it was interesting that Tanner is mentioned as being at an age where he doesn't want anyone to touch him, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I want to hug my brother, but he's just not." He's huh. not there. There's there's been sort of a lack of physical intimacy for this right. child for most of us. Right, right, and. Crystal hugs Allison mm. in a very tender way, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, I want to trust this person because you've been like physically starved for this entire, uh-huh. apart, from getting, uh-huh. apart from getting choked by a cat or whatever. Um, and then Crystal's like, we have to go to the basement. <laughs> Mom- <laughs> yeah, mom's in the basement. Don't Mom. worry about it. Mom is yep. in the basement. Mom's in the basement, and Allison's like. So can she come upstairs or <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait here outside. It's fine. <laughs> so uh the bit we got we get a scary basement door with uh no with no railings on the stairs, just a mm-hmm, drop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a murder basement, if you will, technical term. Total murder basement. I don't think it's even a finished basement. There's not a mini fridge down there to be seen. No, definitely not. There's not even it's not even <laughs> It's not even a mur- like a an empty basement that's got like a completed concrete like a poor concrete floor or anything there's like that. There's not even a neon like Bud Light sign. No, what no, there's not a there's not a, dr- a wet or dry bar to be found. But it does have mom, mom. Let just reveal it, Kevin. Reveal mom to the world. Reveal mom. Mom's a half cat golem woman scientist <laughs> lady. She is a full metal alchemist homunculi. She is. She's like Edward Hurt or whatever. Edward. Edward. I just said to you what she looks like in the show, and it is horrifying. Oh my god, she's like a Brundlefly cat. Holy shit. That is, I would, as Allison, I would be like, I'm not becoming you. I'm out of (laughs) here. And. Allison like screams in horror at seeing her, and I might too. Although I can, God, that's weird. Crystal's uh, mom. Crystal's mom. I had a quote from the book because it cracked me up. Crystal's mom was half human, half creature. Sometimes people are surprised by me, she said, <laughs> stepping past Crystal, and then she meowed. 
the first thing they mention about her is she has cat ears. So at first I'm thinking like anime girl. Right. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> Uh, but then she has like a huge cat's paw. Mm-hmm. W- one like, hand is real, which she uses to scratch the back of her neck awkwardly, and then yep. on the other side of her body is just a full-on cat's paw hanging out of a t-shirt. Yeah, like a giant human-sized one. Mm-hmm. I, it's I it's all over the place. At, at first, I was picturing like Marine Ponderosa in the later Always Sunny episodes. Yes, of, like, <laughs> yes. Of like you're becoming more cat than than person, but. Right. Never, like, fun furry is what I was picturing any of this for her. No, no, not fun at all. There was, there... No. So, uh, Mom reveals that uh, Rip is evil, mm-hmm. and when he when he slashes you, he steals your life force. Mm-hmm. And then she and... licks Allison and cleans yeah. her. <laughs> <laughs> lovingly, lovingly. Lovingly, and it's hilarious. So, Rip is trying to steal back his lives from other people because mm-hmm. he can do that because he's evil and mom experimented on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we think, we think killed him in the experiments or they went Sci- awry. Science or... met magic and things did not go well. Yeah I, yeah. I was really intrigued by that part of the section. I read it as Rip was already evil and cursed and demonic, and then science got involved. Yeah, but I don't it's know. Very unclear. They were doing some fucked up science, and they accidentally hit a ley line. And I, yeah, <laughs> I, I take, I take Rip as, um, like an avenging, like spirit for the okay. for animal experimentation. That's okay. kind of how, yeah, I put it with the with the unmarked grave in the in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. I feel like Rip is sort of like a manifestation of Mom's like uh, guilt over experimenting okay. on an innocent creature. Mm, interesting. I'm on board with that reading. And uh, Rip comes to collect. Oh yeah, he shows the fuck up, and and Mom and Crystal are like Rip, Rip. We've got one for you. Come and get it. And she's like, Yeah, they- they're like, We're sacrificing you because mom's not going to sacrifice Crystal. Uh, and Crystal is beefy for a 12 year old, I guess. And uh-huh. it's going to hold you down <laughs> while Rip steals your soul. And, uh-huh. I, and I love that Allison says, I have another quote, but, but I sputtered, my heart pounding in terror. I gaped at mom. You mean I'll look like you? And then mom responds, It isn't that bad. She replied, You'll get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> He goes, eh, 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 just starts coughing out there. I thought that was a very, like, puberty line. Yeah. You'll get used to it. Grow up. Yeah, you get used to it. <laughs> so, yeah, then, uh, then Rip comes to collect with his army of cats at his tail. Yeah, he saunters in like the fucking final boss he is. Uh-huh. I love the description that the cats were also, like, all walking behind yeah. him, but a foot off the ground. Yeah, like, they, were, mm-hmm. they were strutting. Like, they were strutting in, like, real cool behind behind Rip. God. And then um, at the turning point, the only thing that saves Allison is she, like, sticks her hands in her pockets and she feels a mouse, uh, a mouse toy that she had picked up mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. Which, while it isn't a... A solution based on her character, it is a foreshadowed solution. Oh, oh my mm-hmm. God, Kevin! I read this. Like, yes, the mice are paying off. Something uh-huh. from the first part uh-huh. of this book is doing something. Yep. Oh my God! I would almost always rather it be like a character is this way for the majority of a story, and then they reach a turning point and they change, and it's like, like a like an emotional character change moment. But this was just 
It turns out bad luck got you into this. Good luck got you out of it. Turns out drinking all that Tetley tea paid off. <laughs> <laughs> also, just wanted to give a mention to the, the other moment where Perfect Boy comes down the stairs. And, <laughs> That's right. And, and just and this is the middle of all of this tension with like the, the ghost legion is there. Mom, Cat Mom, and, yep. and Crystal are there. And it feels like it feels like Perfect Boy just kind of just like is awkwardly goose stepping over all of them, like up. Oh, excuse uh-huh. me, uh, excuse me, to join Allison in the corner. That's that's my friend over there. I'm just gonna. I want to go. go over there. Oh, okay. All right, Allison. What's going on? Throw the mouse. Like that's like the uh-huh. kind of level of. Oh, I'm here too. Ryan gets scratched, right? He yes, does. Ryan gets yeah, scratched. He does. He gets scratched by Rip. Um, so he gets a little bit of wear cat in him, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, Allison throws the mouse, and all of the cats like stop for a second and look at the mouse, and then they all begin fighting over it, which is cute. It's very cute. <laughs> Objectively, the cutest villain death. Objectively yeah. cute, but they also yeah, presumably they're killing Rip for the mouse. Yeah, right. they're all they're all play fighting over the mouse, and their ghost energies explode. Rip mm-hmm. is how I took it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, and that's the end of that's the end of Rip. Uh, and then, uh, even though Mom, Cat Mom, and and Crystal already talked about, it, they're like, we're going to get out of this town. And I was like, was that not ever an option? Was it right? Just right. Yeah, they're like, well, let's let bygones be bygones. We all said a lot of things in the heat of the moment. Let's not worry <laughs> yes. about. Still a cat, by the way. Still, yeah. it's right. not like not right. she reverted back. It's just she's still a cat. We even. will post the picture of what she looks like. She still looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> Venture shopping for a house. Like, are there any high shelves here? Uh, <laughs> we're gonna. Uh, yeah, we're, I'm gonna rent this place. Uh, what's the security deposit? Because uh, I'm going to fuck this place up. No, it said wall to wall carpeting, and I assumed that meant the walls were carpeted. <laughs> and I'm a little disappointed that that's not the case. What? <laughs> <laughs> I can smell um, other cats that have been here. Um, the t- the TV show version of Rip, by the way, is worth checking out uh, because he is a goddamn gremlin. Oh Ew. God! He looks like a he looks like a fucking vermintide rat. Yeah, Ew. he is like that is a that is a hairless, moldy cat. That's a big difference from French cover Rip, without a doubt. Which is incredibly cute. Yeah, he's a cutie. He's a little meowy cutie cat. Yeah, he's a little Kicks. Pokemon of anything. I I think this is one of uh, Tim Jacobus's best covers. Oh, on, it's great. Uh, yeah, on the English one, and I think it's awesome. And uh, my my cover is embossed. And mm-hmm, shiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah! This is a great cover. I his uh his artwork gets really scary at this point. Like it's it's cool. It feels like a new style, and I think that's kind of what the Goosebumps 2000 thing was was good for. Was it's a reboot? Like mm-hmm, there's no mm-hmm. uh frame on this. The graph design's a little more right. like a little less 90s. The, uh, the goop is gone. The goop has begun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do want to. I just want to quote something before we move on from the attack. Um, yeah, where Ryan gets bit by Rip, and he goes <laughs> some sort of noise like that. Ryan opened his mouth in a startled cry of pain. I stared as the deep white cut spread down his arm. Rip tilted back his head in pleasure. He closed his eyes dreamily. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but the fact that he bit him and then looked and went. Mm. <laughs> this unlocks something in Ryan. <laughs> like, ooh, that's good. <laughs> ooh, that's good. <laughs> oh boy, chasing that high for the rest of his life. You taste so good. You just like. I, he... I I do think RL threw enough like shit at a wall for like making an evil cat here that Rip is something unique. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, 
there's a little bit of like werewolf. There's a little bit mm-hmm. of vampire. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a little bit of there's a lot of bit of pet cemetery, mm-hmm. like the, um, like animal zombie, yeah. And like that little touch of secret of Nim in the background, I feel uh-huh. interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and our 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 epilogue, I guess, is uh, Allison and Ryan still have a bit of cat in them because while they're going back to uh, rehearse for their opening night. Ryan sees a sees a field mouse in a bit of long grass, and they fight over it. It's right. pretty good. I right. I would have I would have requested you play off you pay off the the play and have it happen during the performance, right? On stage in front yeah. of everyone, right. the mice. But it was it was still like oh yeah, he still got the curse, and I guess they'll just be they'll be together forever. Pretty classic, pretty classic goosebumps ending. I'll say yeah, and then yeah. Love Cats by the Cure begins playing. Oh, I hope the TV <laughs> version did it. <laughs> The cat, the cat, the the TV version I looked at seemed to be like there's some differences where like it's all like on a TV set, like they're shooting a fake show, and mm. yeah, yeah, probably easier uh, to just to just get on a lot and do that, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> then I guess like trying to do it in a school, maybe. Right. Um, I mean, they already have film equipment, right? <laughs> so yeah. it was probably just well, we could order a little bit of extra film equipment, or we could try and book a fucking theater. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Build flats and sets? Fuck that. The, yeah. the other big difference, I think, in the show um, was that instead of just throwing the mouse and the cat's killing Rip, uh, she, like, adds a poison toxin to the mouse and then throws it to kill Rip. Oh. Which which Double makes Rip a little bit Rip. more biological than, mm-hmm. than ghostly, I'd say. Mm-hmm. I don't... I mean, I'm looking at what rip is in the in the video mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. that thing's got resistance or immunity to poison damage <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's a kobold or something <laughs> definitely yeah. immunity to resistance or resistance to, to poison <laughs> fire probably rock i would say rock too yeah yeah um i would say like maybe vulnerable to ghost yeah you you gotta use a phoenix down on that shit to kill it for sure <laughs> This was, this was, all right, so we're, again, we're approaching the end of Goosebumps 90s version. Yes. And obviously we have, un, none, I never read any of the Goosebumps 2000s. I don't know about you guys. Same. No, no. So yeah. I'm excited by the prospect of this because I think this, this shows that I think there's a leveling up that happened in between the series. I thought this would be worse. Yes. Uh, I, I was almost sure it would be worse, mm-hmm. but now I'm like... Okay, maybe gloves are off a little bit. Like, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'd yeah. say. Yeah. This didn't. This didn't like the w- way we read Fear Street. I know we've also about, talked about covering more Fear Street. Yeah. Uh, like mm-hmm. Fear Street definitely felt like a level up to a higher level mm-hmm. of, I guess, both like audience and yeah, like kids can fucking die in this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This one feels like a middle step in between. I'd be sure. curious how that how that translates. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I want. I just. I'm happy to see more uh, severe horror. Like, there were some pretty severe yeah. horror things in this. The cats, I mean, I, well, you know what? We had uh, the cat that was able to be killed because I guess cats don't count. So uh, yeah. that that's that's to be seen if there's going to be more horrors like that in the future ones. Yeah, I'd, um, I'd like to see where RL goes with this style. Because I do like the fact that 
He's not super, he's never been super concerned with logic, but Mm. uh, he's for sure not concerned about it now. (laughs) Uh, And I think that works to his benefit. I I had a lot of fun with this one. I thought there were some legitimate great moments. Me too. In this. Me too. I really much enjoy it. And and by the way, please like, uh, as you're listening to this, let us know if you're, uh, if you're craving Fear Street more than 2000 or that sort of thing. We'd love to hear your guys' input, but I think we definitely know there's a lot of rich RL and like YA material yet to be oh yeah yet to be dug up beyond the core Goosebump books. Let's see, he's the most famous writer today. <laughs> he's the most most popular writer of all time. Popular writer in America. So it says here he also got best hair, so that's great for him. <laughs> <laughs> and most charming personality. Oh yeah, he got least alone. That's a great one. Uh, I think that's been a goosebuds, boys. Any other final thoughts? Uh, thanks for hanging out with me and and reading this book together, guys. This was a fun episode to do. Yeah, this, this was, was a, a really this is good time. one. Do you guys want to go get the tattoo from the uh, back of this book? Yeah, to yeah. Me. I want to. I, I, I want to get it on my uh, on my other arm so I can look at it all the time. Yeah, I want to get it on my watch. arm that hasn't been de- turned into a cat's paw yet. Yeah. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, make that your non dominant arm too. Mm-hmm, you never know. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Not my jerkin' arm. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hello, Goose Buddies, and welcome once again to the Book of Names. We'd like to thank everyone who supported our show by uh, reading their name from our large leather-bound book that contains unspeakable power. It's glowing. People like Stefan Jive Turkey Kuwabara. Hollis Hornbeek. Cameron Murphy Audio. Michael McDowell. David Cron. Josh Robertson. Mickey C. Nathan Dolezal. Clayton C. Mike Lanteri, Buddy Morrill, Applicade, Mel Dipson, Jim Greaves, Zenkeith, Afshin, Danky McStanky, Aaron T. Strunk, Dango Twist, Victor, Brian Wells, Zentacles, Stealth Bates, Becca McWilliams. I feel like I always say Becca McWilliams a name like that. I'm sorry, Becca. I'm going to switch it up next time. I promise. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find new ways to do it too. <laughs> Joseph Miranda, Patrick Reynolds. Scott Colopy, Robert Moon, Jason Crooker, John Keaty, Clay Castle, Miguel Pardo, Christina Dolick, Matthew the Necrofan Male Nomicon, Nice, Sniggy, Reinfected, Maddie, Ishak Arafin, Low Belly Hate Me, Gregory D. Warren, Alan Seller, Sam Hash, Kobe Redfield, Rich Hillborn, Bradford Coulter, Aiden. Alexander Diaz. Jonas Blatterman. Jar Jar Slinks. Nice. He's slinking now, baby. <laughs> Joshua Jacobwitz. Justin Wagman. Chosen One. Cardboard Walk. Leviathan. My favorite magic card. <laughs> Up and Champ. Jonas Engman. Alicia Grafe. Trent Davis. Mo Loyster. 
Brock Graham. Carl. Hey, Paul. He told me to pause for a second. I don't know if you wanted me to pause for a second. I'll, I'll read it out loud. Pause for a second. I got to get something off my chest. I think I love broccoli. I love broccoli, too. It's a great vegetable. Roasted is great. Oh, yeah. It's good for you, too. Mm-hmm. Delicious. The John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. Joe Gorman. Paul Grasso. Trance Rights. Elusive Koala. Blake. Alvarez, Yanni Markovina, Taylor Dirks, Joe, remember to save early and often Scott, Space Tiger, Joe, Brooke X, Corey Shelley, Jesus Christ, <laughs> that was a good read, I like thank that, you, thank you. Christian Van Skeever, Trendy Moron, Jeremy Lowe, Brian Hobgood, Connor Church, Vincent Modica, Luke Canoodles, Jordan Lockwood, Foolish for Deborah. Zach Connor. Hugh Bolin. Zam Bambino. Patreon underscore donator comma yo. Yes, nailed it. Joe Spooky Digital Ghost Tierney. Tom Whittem. Nicholas Johnson. Kevin Hamilton. Andrew, oh man, what are we going to do with all these ding-dongs in America, Jadzik? Lord Cornwallis. Eric England. Elizabeth Steenweg. Cardamom Birkinbino. Andrew Evans. John the Howling-Eyed Duda. Nathan Remick. Divaldi. Daddy's Happy Apple Boy. Oh, re Dubin. Yike. Some cool chads are cool and not frat chads, you see. <laughs> I wish Chad was here to see that, because I don't know <laughs> if he sees that yet. <laughs> he feels it. Though. He feels it. I think he kno- he felt it when, when that was read. <laughs> Goot Goots. Joey Evans. Carly Sarnowski. Sness Chalmers. He said it the way. He said it the way he says it. Sean Minogue. Carewise Gamgee. Wormtown Glenn. Wiggle it. Swaggy Yolo Squire. Cameron Hansen. John Pigeon Hat Barber. Paul, watch out. Slink's behind you. Oh, shit. It's like narrow slinking. Yeah. Chip Handsome. Uh, Matt McClellan. Stinklitch. Generally depressing. Itchenomar. Jail Chip. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ben Bohan. Alex Moon, the robot dong. Sarah Camp. Tanya Turtle. Chili Dish Gambino. Damn. Chris Pittman is a bone wizard. Yeah, so much. Cool. Baz Gerritsen. Brett. When dragons rule. Jonas and Voldson. Calamity Carl. Germ Juice. Adam, you goofed. Juan Jalapena. Nick Johnson. Muscles Bear. Stephen Day. Keith Halcrow. Dakota Campion. Chris, back to that Mastosphere hustle, <laughs> Nelson. Timothy Misodoulakis. Not us. <gasps> Got chills from that read. Ooh. <laughs> Something evil in that name. Clay McCarty. Kate and Franklin. Matthew Stevens. Par Curly. <laughs> Ryan Gabriel. Sadie Kitson. Wade across. Jeremy Bowser. The Venomous Viper. I'm just going to keep going. Exactly. I'm doing it. I'm going. Doing what you do. Oh, no. We're, play, we're playing horse. Oh, at this no. Point. It's not going to work. Hey, boat. Damn it. We'll be right back to our <laughs> old male Christmas origin miracle on 34 skins after this message is. <laughs> Megan McCormick Mason. Raymond Hernandez. Flemily. The Crow Fence. Matthew Sutton. Ninja Breadman. Hood Lemon. Carter Glass. Patrick Murphy. Jeffrey Owen Cawhey. Got little old moi. Pretty Freet. Kelsey Kinnaman. Dave Rubin. Jimmy Soul. Russell Kastberg. Peanut Berg, level 69. Nice. nice. Uh, Xavier Jimenez. Dr. Chocula. 
Brendan Arafin. Liam Neeson's Doe. Chris Putrakis. Wunderskin. Sunset Streak. Meet Virginia. Jordan Slamsey. Elliot Thompson III. Moon Juice. Michael Mello. Adam Muth. Dungeon Kappa. Kelly the Barbarian. MMMC Hamster. Zach Ware. Tamid Munir. Cod Salmon. Alan G. Jussum. George Michael Wham. Parentheses wham. Parentheses wham. 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 Sobias Clark. Michael Kupka. Julian Lamendia. <laughs> Brendan Neal. Robert Allen Cook III. Ashley Northup. Mike Spaghetti Jones. <laughs> Redemption. Leanna Urenko. Scalafella. The Davy Boy. Kenny M. Chris. <laughs> 69 Poly Shore 311. <laughs> XX underscore Epic Gamer 4269 underscore XX Smith. Fuck, I fucked it up. <laughs> Kieran McNamara. Diet Soda. Quigley Jones. Ross Short. And we have new patrons this month. Everybody give a book of names welcome to Jackie Ledoux. Coleman Laguza. Zachary Roberts. Mark. Welcome, Alex Orr. Hello, Wagmar Wigmer. And welcome, Dakota Kemp. Thanks for adding your name to the book and increasing all of our collective power uh, in a spooky way. I feel it. Yes. Oh, God. Oh God. <laughs> He's vibrating. He's vibrating with energy. It's too much. It's too much energy. We have to end the podcast. The only cure is more people joining the book of names, calling friends to join it. Bye, everybody. I need more power. Flypaper. The work of the people. Owned by the people. Supported by the people. Visit flypaper.fm.